Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Uh, let's go ahead and pray in. Um, Lord God, thank you once again for another day. I thank you for your grace and your mercy. Um, ask that as we continue on in our lesson, getting to know you more, um, become more familiar with your name, uh, that you just continue to open up our hearts and our minds to receive the things that you have for us to increase us in our walk and help us to draw closer to you. In Jesus' name we pray, thank God, and amen. All right, so as I said, or as I uh, mentioned um, last week, starting a new lesson, um, this one's going to be quite a bit of time, so we'll be doing a lot of walking, but um yeah so once these are it's like 45 days worth of lessons so but we're going to do one a week so like i said it might seem long but it really isn't long um and the lessons are fairly short so but uh yeah it's from lord i want to know you and it's a devotional study of the names of god um, by Kate Author, so if you want to read along or maybe read ahead or <laughs> follow along with us, then you can uh, do that. And she does give us quite a bit of scripture, as always. Um, so it's pretty, pretty nice. Never got to finish it myself, so, so this is a great opportunity um, to kind of dig deep into the study myself. So, uh, Last week, right, let's do a quick review. Last week, uh, we went over the intro and then day one, or week one for us. So we went over the intro and week one lesson, the first lesson, and uh, just kind of touching on, you know, what it means to really know God, right? Um, I'll just go over that real quick. So, again, um, one of the first quotes in the book that I highlighted was that uh, so much of our confusion, our pain, our indecision, our wrong decisions come because we do not know God. And I don't know, just, I've been meditating on that for a while because there are times, um, I guess like even now, uh, there are times where my impatience, right, or my anxiety becomes high, and it's like I have to do it now, 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 now. I gotta, I gotta do this done now, 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 now. And what am I gonna do? Oh my gosh! <laughs> so it leads to right bad decision making, or feeling like, man, I'm making like one wrong move after another, after another, after another. And um, I feel like in those moments, it's just good to just stop to a full stop and be like, okay, wait, you know, and it's like, but what did God say? Like, what did God tell you to do, right? Um, but yeah, a lot of times we, you know, or even, um, I'm sure that testimony before about uh, there was a guy that I liked, and even though the Lord, I prayed, even though the Lord was like, no, 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 like not once. He said no. He it was like a stream of no's. And I was still like, well, okay, I still want to, I still want to talk to him, God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, luckily, like I said, I, I dodged a bullet, you know, because we never even um, got to like the like, oh, we're we're a couple, like we never got to the relationship phase. It, it never got past the I'm getting to know you phase. It just never got past that point. Um, and then after I finally walked away it was when all these things came out about him, about him uh, having been abusive, 
in past relationships. He was talking to, like, all these different girls at the same time. So, yeah. Um, I couldn't even be mad at that point because it was like, you know, God really spared me. God spared me. I was disobedient. And yet he still covered me, me, you know, from damaging myself. So, yeah, a lot of times we would just sit down somewhere, you know, <laughs> just be confident, right? And we're going to talk about that in this next lesson, being confident in who God is. Being confident and trusting God to be God for us, we could avoid a whole lot of problems in our life, a whole lot. Um, so yeah, we talked about that in the uh, in our intro, and then in chapter one we went over uh, some scriptures, right? And we had an assignment, <laughs> we had a homework assignment, and so uh, the question was from last week. If someone were to ask you to describe God, what would you say? And then write down, you know, words that come to mind when you think of God. Like, who is God? How would you describe him? Well, I don't know if y'all did y'all assignment. Like I said, that's between y'all and Jesus. <laughs> you know, in my mind, I feel like if you truly are seeking to draw closer, you want to strengthen your relationship, it may seem like, know, uncomfortable or weird, right? It's like, why do I got to do an assignment with a Devo? <laughs> why do I need to do this for this devotional? Why do they have me doing this extra stuff? I just wanted to read and study, you know, the Bible and call it a day. Um, but the thing about growth, you know, growing in your relationship with God, sometimes you have to move up out of your comfort zone. Sometimes you have to just... Uh, resist that urge in your flesh to be like, man, I ain't doing that, you know, that pride or stubbornness, and just say, you know, let me just try something different because the stuff I've been trying is not working, has not worked, so why not just try something different, try something new, and see what happens. So, I said that's between you and the Lord, but I'm going to do it, and I'm going to share, you know, my, my part of my assignment. So the next week after, because I don't want, you know, nobody trying to copy me. <laughs> Not copying my assignment. Like, yeah, I got the same thing. No, you didn't. Stop it. <laughs> so uh, last week, these are the words that I wrote down uh, as far as, like, how I would describe God, or these are the things that come to my mind uh, when I think of them. So it's a pretty nice little list, but uh, rock. Strong tower, a warm hug, my friend, a shield, a sword, bright light, um, a parent, lawyer, doctor, teacher, preacher, um, life, time, a safety net, an endless well, a flowing stream, a raging river, a fortress, beautiful, hot chocolate on a cold day, water when I'm thirsty, king, royalty. Right? That's my list. I know I had some interesting things in there, but that don't matter, okay? Because she said, right now, <laughs> the things that come to your mind and how you would describe them. So that's what I had, <laughs> okay? Don't judge me in Jesus' name. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm going to add an extra little assignment. If you did do the list, hold on to that list because then we're going to pair it with uh, this week's lesson. Okay. So now we're on day two. I'm sorry, week two. And um, the first thing she gives us is the scripture. <laughs> so. We are going to go to Psalms, Book of Psalms, Chapter 20. Psalms, Chapter 20. Get that ready. Chapter 20, Verse 7. And as I did last week, I'm going to be reading from two different translations. I'm going to be reading from, you know, of course, 
King James because I'm old school like that. Uh, and I'll be reading from the English Standard Version to kind of help uh, give clarity those who maybe get tangled up in the these and the hours, which I understand. I was there too. I was like, hey, I don't know about the King James. I don't understand all that. And then the Lord shamed me and was like, oh, you don't understand a little bit that I gave you. If I didn't give it to you, oh, you show sure right. <laughs> Regardless of whatever translation you're reading, always remember that, you know, always remember to pray that God will, you know, give you the insight and the wisdom to understand what you're reading, to reveal it to you, as we learn from our Bible study about the Bible, right? Uh, the Holy Spirit is the one, God is the one who illuminates, right? He helps us to, uh, he reveals his word to us and he helps us to understand it. And then he helps us to apply it. Because how can you apply something that you don't understand? Okay. So, uh, you should be there now, but Psalms chapter 20, verse 7. So starting with King James, some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we will remember the name of the Lord our God. Again, King James, some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we will remember the name of the Lord our God. Okay. And then uh, English Standard Version reads, some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we trust in the name of the Lord our God. So pretty much the same, right? Uh, again, this is English Standard. Some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we trust in the name of the Lord our God. Psalms 20, verse 7. Okay. So then we get a question thrown at us. <laughs> uh, where do you run for help? Uh, when you are in trouble, what is your first instinct? Why do we run to man before we run to God? I don't know about you, but I'm just go ahead and put this out here. Doing this this lesson, I feel like I got mollywopped like quite a bit. Because um, even you know, I don't know about necessarily this week, kind of sort of this week, um, a whole lot of distractions. But definitely last week, at one point, it was like God just kind of, or no, the week before last, God having to remind me, um, you know, you sitting here struggling, fighting off temptation, and that's great, but, you know, or you, you're dialing with anger. I don't know, lately, just, especially like last week was just terrible. It was like, ooh, just angry. And having to remind me, he's like, where's your word at? Where's your sword? <laughs> I gave you all these, you know what I'm saying? Like, I gave you all these scriptures. The word is a sword. Where's your armor? Why are you acting like you don't know me? You know, you're you, you pulling back, and that's good that you're not going off on people. That's great, but something as simple as just coming to me and talking to me. You ain't got to have no, you know, rant Twitter. <laughs> I try to find myself doing sometimes. Um, you know, you don't have to go and, and rant about it. You don't have to, you know, if you feel yourself getting snappy, that means that you probably are empty. You're lacking in something else. You're filling up with too much junk and you need more meat. But you're not coming to me. Trying to deal with stuff on your own. And we already have been through this on how many times. <laughs> So that's something that we really have to be honest about with ourselves. When, you know, something pops up, when adversity pops up, what do we do? Where do you, what do you do? Where do you go to? Do you immediately you fall down in prayer like, oh, you know what, before I go off in this road, ooh, let me just get in my space real quick and pray. <laughs> Do you pull out that scripture, or does that, do you, have you been in the scripture enough, in the word enough, that a scripture will pull up out from the deepest reaches 
Oh no, I only had one pop up. Thank God. But <laughs> I'm also getting angry. And the scripture was like anger rested in the wisdom of fools. Ooh, you sure right. That I you I you did not make me to be no fool. I'm gonna be a fool. I need to be a fool for you. Okay, let's sit down. I'm, I'm sorry, Lord, let me be quiet. Let me be quiet. Like this is something that, you know, we have to really, you have to really be honest with yourself, truly. Um, the other thing is that what are you trusting in, right? Remember, we're talking about confidence. Now think about that list. Okay, hold on to that list, right? Um Back in in those times, right, because the Bible talks about, uh, which is another scripture she gives us, read in a moment, about um, chariots and horses back in that time um, as a source of, like, protection and um, a way of escape, right? So a way to, to protect you, a way to get away. Um, in the battle or just in general just to protect, you know, your land, uh, your territory. And in today's time, the things that we, you know, rely on are a little bit different, right? Uh, you might rely on your car to get you back and forth, you know, where you go and you, you rely on that vehicle, but then the minute it's gone, then what? Uh, you rely on your job. And you see that job as a source of stability, but then if you get laid off, you know, if you're one of the unfortunate ones to, you know, be without a job, then what? Then it's like, oh, where's the money going to come from? What am I going to do? Right? Uh, you might have a, a friend or somebody that, you know, people that you rely on real strong that you go to them when there's a crisis or when you need somebody to talk to, but when you can't reach them, then what? Right, so there's always something that we kind of rely on. Maybe you rely on yourself, right? You know, I've been doing me all this time, and I'm used to doing everything on my own, and I got it, and I don't need nobody help. Okay. But you do need Jesus, though. Right? So uh, we are reminded through the Word that there's nobody who can do for us like Jesus can, like nobody. Okay. Um, so now we're going to turn to Proverbs. We're going to go to Proverbs 21, verse 31, the very last verse. Okay, so Proverbs 21. Proverbs 21, last verse, uh, verse 31. Okay. So, uh, again, this is Proverbs chapter 21, the very last verse, verse 31. And this is uh, King James Version. The horse is prepared against the day of battle, but safety is of the Lord. Read that again. The horse is prepared against the day of battle, but safety is of the Lord. The English Standard Version, the horse is made ready for the day of battle, but the victory belongs to the Lord. Gives me again. The horse is made ready for the day of battle, victory belongs to the Lord. So, yeah, um, you know, K. Arthur brings up the point that uh, the things that we, you know, rely on, right, that are our modern-day uh, chariots and horses, right, we just kind of went through them, right, there might be something else that you rely on, but um, we see them as a visible means of help, escape, or protection. Yet, are these really a source of safety? No. Why? Because they fail. 
the thing, the very thing that, you know, we we put a lot of value in on earth, that's going to pass away. That's going to be gone. Okay? But what we do for Christ shall last. God is eternal. He is forever. Forever. But like we just said, your job can disappear at any moment. The, the people in your circle can just up and leave you or they can be called home at any minute. Your car, whatever, that 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 can be gone. But God is the only one that's going to remain in your life. I remember my first year working at camp, and uh, unfortunately, I got the news that my friend had passed away. Uh, for those of you who know, that was Sandra Glenn. Okay. And what I realized in that grieving process was it wasn't just wasn't just grieving for her, but it was just so many people that I hadn't really allowed myself to grieve for. In that moment, it was just so much anger, you know, um, kind of towards her in a weird, in a weird way. Like I just saw you, you know, not that long ago, and you know, how dare you leave me? Like I didn't even get to say goodbye. Then I was mad at God because it was like, you know, you didn't even let me say goodbye to her. Like, you knew that she was going to go. And, you know, I don't know. I was just really angry, and I couldn't even own up to that. But I, in that moment, grief, there's a, a, just a day where I just felt completely and utterly alone. Because here I am in the middle of these woods, you know, on these campgrounds. At that time, uh, my best friend, we were working together, she, we had gotten into it over some small, so she wasn't talking to me. Uh, I didn't really know anybody else there. You know, uh, the people that I normally would kind of go to or rely on to get me through that situation were not there. They're back home in Texas. And I just was a blubbering mess. Like, I would try to pull it together, you know, when other people were around. But the minute I was by myself, I would just let go, and I just cry, cry, cry. And then it was just one day uh, we had at camp was called Crosstalk, and that's where they do the reenactment of the crucifixion of Christ plus a skit. So uh, in the skit, I can't remember what exactly happened. I think somebody did lose somebody they cared about in the skit, which I was like, oh, God. Um, and, you know, as they're doing that part of the, the skit, then this when they kind of flash in between, like, the crucifixion. And it's just kind of showing you that, you know, Christ died for this too, right? Whatever your situation is, he took it on that cross, and he defeated it on the cross. And so it just hit me really hard. I remember walking back to camp, and this time I just couldn't even, you know, I just kept telling them, I'm fine, I'm fine. And then finally, I just, as I'm waking it back to my camp, site where, uh, where I was lodged at, I was just crying, like sobbing. Uh, I could barely see, crying hard. And, you know, most people thought, oh, well, maybe, you know, the skit was powerful and it got there. <laughs> but those who kind of knew, like, I think she might be grieving, um, you know, they were a little concerned. But it was just like, I was just like, I'm fine, I'm fine. And I just remember sitting somewhere really just feeling this in despair and God having to remind me, it doesn't matter if every single person you love fades away, I will never leave you. I didn't tell you. Who said that you had to be strong? Who said you had to do this on your own? You don't have strength without me. You can't make it this far without me. There is nothing that you can do outside of me. I am never going to leave you. I will always be with you. I love you. I have always loved you. And I'm here with you now. Learn to trust in me. I'm I'm right here. Just come to me. And in that moment, he started kind of breaking up, right, that reality for me because I always relied, you know, so much on other people, and I didn't even realize it until that moment. Um, so, yeah, for me, that was just kind of like, wow, <laughs> um, you know, 
even if everything is gone, like God is going to remain. He's going to be with us forever. So remember to call on his name or you go picking up that phone or going on Facebook, going off on whoever, whatever it is, go to him first. Okay? Now, uh, the next point, right? When we don't really know God, we don't run to God. Say that again. (laughs) When we don't really know God, we don't run to God. And so then, you know, K. Arthur asks us, why do many collapse in the day of trouble and testing? Why are they immobilized? Why don't they take an aggressive stand in the face of fear? Because Christians, for the most part, can't boast in the name of their God. Back up a little bit. Why do we collapse in a day of trouble and testing? Why are they immobilized? Why don't they take an aggressive stand in the face of fear? Right? You're so busy, you know, uh, trouble and testing. You're going to get tested, right? Uh, somebody, you know, that now, at least before, I remember people were saying like, oh, I don't trust the Bible because it was written by man. And so then it was like, well, the same argument could be made about the book that you read saying don't read the Bible because it's written by man who also, I mean, that book was written by man too. So what is your point? <laughs> what is your point? You're saying it was written by man, but you read a book written by man saying don't read the book written by man. Yes, it was written by man, but it was inspired by God. Big difference. All right, so now the, the thing is, well, the Bible was mistranslated. <laughs> it was mistranslated and boom, child, I forgot what craziness. Uh they said something like, um, you know, Satan is the is the light and Jesus is the dark pagan god. Huh? Huh? How? Satan has the ability to appear as light. He's definitely not of the, the light. Uh, he's a part of lies. <laughs> you know? But even then, I was like, okay, I'll I'll take that challenge. Um, now I'm tempted to go study me some Hebrew and Greek because I'm like, what you're not going to do is sit here and uh, lie, <laughs> tell that lie like that. But at the same time, it's like it's kind of harder to, um, to stand firm in something that you don't know, right? It's hard to put your confidence in something that you don't. Uh, you don't fully understand yourself, right? So, yeah, you're going to be tested. You're going to have people that are going to question your faith. They're going to try to cause doubt. They know they're going to poke in those holes, right? You thinking, oh, I'm good, and I don't need to know. No, you do. You need to know your word for yourself because there are people out there, even with the names of God, God has many names, but they'll sit there and try to tell you, oh, no, those are all different guys. No, it's not. That's his name. But know for yourself. <laughs> okay. Um, you know, or like, you know, in, in the uh, in Matthew, when it talked about the seeds, the scattering of the seeds on the ground, and the seeds that fell in the on the cement, right? They didn't even touch the soil. And when the sun came up, they withered away. They burned up. They burned away. Those are the people that you didn't have your roots. You were not rooted in Christ. And when adversity shows up, what happens? You fall. Fall the weak side or you, you just stop believing or it's just like, oh, whatever. Stuff ain't real, whatever. Again, like we, we said the one week, I can't remember if it was last week or uh, during the, the study we did on the Bible, um, if I can easily convince you, I can easily unconvince you. So you need to know for yourself. You've got to be able to stand firm for yourself. You have to study to show yourself approved because he's not going to sit there and be like, well, guy, you know, Sister Jackie, no, 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 no. You say that you want a relationship with me, the Lord. So you can't sit there and be like, well, you know, she didn't teach me that. Uh, what? 
<laughs> Don't you know you're supposed to be seeking for yourself? Yeah, I'm held accountable. I'm held accountable for these studies. I got to make sure that I'm on point too. But after the study, are you still taking time to build on your own personal relationship? Right? Uh, why are they immobilized? You know, stuff comes up, you panic, freeze. Is like you don't even you don't even know what to do. You're not praying. You're not doing nothing. You just stop everything. Uh, why don't they take an aggressive stance, uh, staying in the face of fear? Uh, stuff pop up. Uncomfortable situations pop up, kind of like right now. <laughs> the, the stuff that we're dealing with right now. Uh, you know, I don't want to. I don't really want to say anything. I don't really know. I don't know. If God put it on your heart to say, if God put it on your heart to say, because, you know, we ain't got no problem saying what we want to say, right? Like when, when we feel in ourselves and we in our feelings and we start feeling some type of way, might start rubbing our feathers, right? Then we have no problem saying what we really think and telling people how we really feel. But the minute God is like, hey, I need you to tell them, such as, oh, well, I, don't, I don't even know them like that. What do you mean? Hey, go give that person the scripture. <laughs> go tweet this message. Go post this on your on your Facebook status. Go <laughs> share this with, you know, these people or this specific person. Ah, God, I don't know. Or yeah, is that really the Lord telling me to? know right so again when you as as she's about to explain to us when when that happens right when we so-called christians right which we learned uh you know the word christian was actually an insult you know it's right up there with the n-word low-key it was meant to be insulting and in order to be to have that title of Christian, you had to go through some stuff. Like the the, the kind of issues we dealing with now ain't nothing to what they were dealing with back then. You had people literally like beating them, calling them Christian. Okay, so that person who's just like, well, you know, I yeah, I'm, I'm a Christian. Okay, for the most part, the reason why these things happen is because they're not able to boast in the name of God. So what does it mean to boast in his name? Okay. In the Hebrew, and this is what you know she's explaining to us, in the Hebrew, to boast means to have confidence in, to trust in. Therefore, to boast in God's name means to have confidence in his name. Okay. Uh, biblical in biblical times, a name represented a person's character. God's name represents his character, his attributes, his nature. To boast in his name is to have confidence in who he is. I want you to think about that list right now. If you if you did your list, right? Or maybe you can only think of maybe a couple of words or one word. I don't know. But just look at that list. And then really think about that first question, right? What's your first instinct when trouble pops up? Right? Now, let's look, look at my list. You know what I'm saying? Need a rock, a strong tower. But I'll be honest, sometimes I, I, I forget. I act like I don't remember that he's my rock and my strong tower when I'm feeling shaky, when I'm in a, a place of what feels like instability, whether it's financial, mental, emotional, whatever it is, but I feel lonely, right, and lust pops up, or maybe not even necessarily lust, just feeling completely alone, like nobody cares about me. I forget that he's that warm hug in my friend, right? So again, looking at that list, it's like if this is who you say God is, do you act like it? Do you live like it? And if not, then you have to start asking yourself, why is that? 
maybe you need to get to a little closer to him. Maybe you need to get him a little bit, know him a little bit more. Because I mean, it's like if if you had something that was time sensitive and it had to get from point A to point B, but you couldn't do it, and you had to put that in the hands of somebody that you don't even, you know, of somebody else, and this is somebody that you don't even know if they're reliable or not. How likely are you to do that? You, you're probably not going to, like, mm, I don't know about them. Uh, but you, hey, you, I know you. I know you're reliable. Hey, can you get this done for me? Okay. We know, quote, unquote, we know that God is a great God, and he's our strong tower, and he's our sword and our shield, and he's our rock, and he's a way maker, and he makes a way out of no way, and there's nothing too hard for him, and there's nothing impossible for God, yada, yada, yada. But do we know that? Know that. Do you know that you know that you know that you know? And if not, it's okay. That just means that you have an opportunity to grow even closer to him. The thing is, you'll never really get to a point where you just absolutely know everything about God because he's infinite. And you're not an infinite being. <laughs> you're not going to last for eternity. Right? So you will forever spend the rest of your life getting to know him. You will forever spend the rest of your life building on that relationship with him. Okay? But every day we just grow a little bit closer. But if you are in a place right now where you're finding yourself like, do I trust God with this? Can I really but give him give this over to him? Can I give this person over to him? Can I give this situation to him? Do I trust him to handle it? Even if it's not he may not do it necessarily the way I want to do it. Because <laughs> he's God. Come on. He does what he wants. Remember he's sovereign. He's sovereign. He does what he wills. But do I trust him to do it better than I could have ever imagined for myself? better than I could have done it for myself because he's that good, because he's that kind of guy. Right? So in order for us to boast in his name, right, we have, that means we have confidence in his name. We have confidence in who he is. I can call on Jesus because I know that name is the name above all names, and demons tremble at the name. If I can't do nothing else, and I'm in a stressful situation, whatever it is, and all I can do is just stop, and find my corner and just call on his name. That in itself is powerful. But if I'm in a situation I don't even think about calling on Jesus' name, I'm just sitting there looking like, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? Oh, how am I going to get out of this? I don't even know. Oh, my goodness. It's not a good place to be, right? So, you know, it's not necessarily, uh, I mean, it's not a good place to be, but you can't get stuck on that either. That means, like, okay, like we, we've been saying, all right, I see where I'm weak at. I see where the holes are. Now I need to do something about it. Now I need to actively try to improve in that area, <laughs> right? So um, as we as I mentioned before, you know, God has several different names. So throughout, you know, this lesson, or not this particular lesson, but throughout this study, we're going to be learning about those names, okay? Um, in the day of trouble or need, we are to run to God to put our trust in him. And we are given another scripture, right? So this is actually our last scripture for this lesson. Uh, go to Psalms. Psalms chapter 50, and then verse uh, 15. So the book of Psalms, chapter 50, 50, and then uh, verse 15. Right now, this is um, King James Version. And call upon me in the day of trouble. I will deliver thee, and thou shalt glorify me. 
I'll read the King James again. This is Psalms 50, verse 15. And call upon me in the day of trouble. I will deliver thee, and thou shalt glorify me. I almost got excited because I was like, Whoa, boy, we got to talk about that, but we got to read ESV first. <laughs> this is English Standard. Uh, Psalms 50, verse 15. And call upon me in the day of trouble. I will deliver you, and you shall glorify me. Again, and call upon me in the day of trouble. I will deliver you, and you shall glorify me. So, you know, i got to go back to the King James, because, you know, I'm old school, right? What's the first thing he tells you to do? Call upon me. Not pick your phone and gossip with your, your your homegirl, your homeboy, whoever. He said, call upon me. Not go off on that person and tell them how you really feel. Call upon me. Not go on social media and have a whole rant and just spewing poison everywhere. He said, call upon me when in the day of trouble, when the debt is piling up and you don't know how you're going to pay it off, when, you know, you, like I said, you lost your job and you don't know what you're going to do for work, when things are looking real bad, real shaky, you know how it's going to get done, when your health has declined. When they messing with you at your job. When random enemies, it seems like, just start popping up. When people are just pressing on that and pressing on that button and pressing that button and pressing that button and pressing that button. All upon me in the day of trouble. When it feels like you got a big old target on your back and you don't feel safe anywhere. Not even in your own home. Call upon him in day to call upon me. He said, call upon me. I will deliver thee. I will deliver thee. Anytime God said he will do something, that is, that is a promise, right? Shall is a promise. When he's saying he will do it, he's going to do it. As we learn from the Ephesians Bible study, God's word is action. When he speaks, whatever he speaks, it comes to fruition. That's it. When he says it, it's done. And thou shall glorify me. You will glorify me. <laughs> okay? So this, this ain't no optional thing. You know, oh, or you do this for me. No, 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 no. And then, you know, the, the you know how we are. Then he, he brings us out of the storm. We act like we don't know him again. We act like we can't give him our praise. Now, I don't know about y'all. You know, the way I was raised, you know, you tell people thank you when they do something for you, right? That's that's how I was raised. And to be honest, I feel a little some type of way too you know, <laughs> because of how I was raised. I mean, I don't know. Do something for people, and then they be looking at you like you were supposed to do it. Or, you know, they don't even say thank you. They just take it. Oh, okay. Uh, you're welcome. You're welcome. Oh, oh, uh, thank, thank you. My bad. Yeah, yeah. Your bad. I think I feel. Now, true enough, I mean, let's be thankful that the Lord is not petty like us. Because, you know, he could have just been petty. Like, oh, you act like you don't even know who. Oh, okay. But he's not. He, he's not petty. He just said, it's just like, okay. Just as forgiving and merciful and gracious even though we had the audacity to act like we don't have anything to thank him for sometimes. He said, call upon me in the day of trouble. I will deliver thee, 
you should glorify me in their moment. Even before their moment, boast on them. Proud, boast in his name. Right? Have confidence in his name. Learn to thank him now. You don't have to sit there and wait till it happens. First of all, if you wait till it happens to, to give thanks, you might have to question how strong is your faith. No, no, I, just, I don't know if it's going to, hey, hey, get to know him. Maybe you need to draw a little bit closer. Get to know him. Get deeper in your words. Start digging. You got to wait. You can't thank him right now. Like, Lord, whatever the outcome is, I thank you. You are doing all things for my good, even when it hurts, even when I don't understand it. God, I'm going to praise you right now. I thank you right now. I don't care if they're looking at me crazy. <laughs> I've had moments in my house. It'd be early in the morning. And sometimes it, maybe the stuff, you know, me, my quiet time, Lord, it, when it drag on a little bit longer, or not drag on, but it goes on a little bit longer than I thought. And so I'll be sitting there, and all of a sudden, it's just like I'm just caught up, right? And so I can feel the tears coming, and I just, you know, I start releasing, and then all of a sudden, my brother will come by, or my mom, so you know, people start waking up. Oh, man. And then literally, it's just like the Lord, like, don't you dare. Don't you dare act down on me. You better give me this praise. You better praise me like you know me. Don't you dare act like you're ashamed of me. I, If I'm too ashamed to, to glorify him, tell him thank you. You're on earth. What made you think I'm going to see him? I'm not going to see him in paradise. What? You know, no, I ain't, ain't got to be ashamed of my faith. I ain't got to be ashamed of my, of my Savior. <laughs> I know what he's done for me. I know what he's doing for me now. We don't have to be ashamed of that. Right? But we better start learning who we need to call on. Thinking that you can do it by yourself. I'm really talking to me. Stop thinking that you can do it by yourself. <clears throat> You can't. If you could do it by yourself, Jesus would not have had to come down here and give his life to all of us. There would be no need for repentance. There would be no need for God at all if you could do it by yourself. But you cannot because you are in corrupted flesh, that's sin prone. That means that you will eventually fall at some point. You will mess up. Even the just man falleth, as we as pastors show. Just man falls. The most holiest person that you can think of, they mess up too. They got shortcomings. So we got we. I mean, come on. Like we said at the beginning of the study. You tried everything else. You tried it your way. You tried it that way. You tried it their way. Have you tried it God's way? Have you really tried God, though? Okay. Now, uh, one, of, one of the things I want to point that I highlighted for myself, right? Uh, well, first, we're going to read this assignment. We got another assignment. And again, like I said, um, I'll read mine right after. Like, I already did it. But um, I don't know. I don't, want, I don't want people being like, oh, I'm going to just write the exact same thing. Don't do that. Really, this is your relationship with God, okay? You know, it's just like what Pastor First Lady do, and they marriage probably not gonna, it's not for everybody, okay? That's, that's Pastor First Lady. <laughs> Right, so then it's you and the Lord. Like, come on. Come on. All right. So here's our assignment. Um, is your heart troubled? 
is fear lurking in the shadows. You feel insecure about anything at all. If the answer to any of these questions is yes, list your fears, insecurities, and troubles below. Then ask God to show you one of his names that will meet your need. When he shows you, that if, when, when he shows you, tell him that you will boast in that name. What do we say boasting in his name meant? To have confidence, to put trust in. God, whatever, when you show this to me, I'm, I'm going to trust in that. I'm going to believe that it's done. Right? Now, here's the thing for me that I had to highlight for myself. Waiting upon God in prayer. The full sentence, actually, let me read the full quote, right? It's from the beginning of the, of the lesson. It said, uh, do you run to others or to God? Is it usually the counsel of another rather than the counsel found in waiting upon God in prayer? That that little part, though, got to me, waiting upon God in prayer. Ooh, baby, waiting these days, I mean, lately just feels like it is extremely difficult. I feel like a, the stopwatch is on and I'm running out of time. I'm running out of time to accomplish the things that I said I wanted to do. I'm running out of time. Uh, to achieve anything in my life, anything significant. And having to read that part, waiting upon God in prayer, stop running to everybody else. I don't care how long you got to wait. Every day you seek my face and you pray and you trust in me and you believe that it's already done. Wait on me. We don't like waiting sometimes. I, I know, like I said, for me, it's hard. I feel real impatient. That is the most critical thing we could do. If we would just wait, <laughs> that's another one of the wrong decisions. Because when you don't trust him to come through, right? when you know that you know that you know, you ain't even worried about it. Like, well, God going to do what he do. He said he's going to do it, so I ain't even sweating it. It'd be the final hour. I don't know. Man, God said he's going to do it. <laughs> it's done. But again, when it's somebody that you don't know like that, hey, man, it's been 30 minutes. What's going on? Hey, now, they said they was going to get the done. Okay, it's been an hour. All right, you know what? No, nah, I ain't fooling with them. I ain't fooling with them. We're we going with somebody else. We're going with somebody else. Cause I don't, nah. Mm-mm. Waiting upon God in prayer. Tell him, right? Tell him all these things that you're worried about. Tell him all the things you have insecurity about. Share your fears with him. That's part of also having a, a relationship with God is being transparent and being vulnerable. I know it's kind of hard for us to do because we think that we can hide things from God, even though he already sees the nature of our heart. He sees all that ugly stuff that we keep from everybody else stuff that we don't want to admit to our own selves, he already sees that. He knows that about you already. So it's like you might as well just be honest. But I get it. Being vulnerable is like you're exposing yourself. Feel naked, right? And it's like, oh, I... But that's the only way that we can truly really see some progress in our walk. We start letting down those those walls, right, that charade and the, take off the mask, and we just start being genuine and real, having that real talk with God. It's like amazing. Amazing things can happen when we get to that point. All right. So tell him all those things. Ask him to show you his name because, we, like we said, we're going to be going through. We're going to start learning these names. And just reveal to reveal to you, like, okay, God, show me, you know, what I need to be calling on. <laughs> show me your name, right? Show me who you are in this area of my life. 
And, Lord, when you show me, I'm going to trust in you. I'm going to boast in that. Like, oh, he got that. Lord, I, I know you can do it. I believe in you, God. I'm trusting you to do this, God. I'm not going to sit here stressing out over this anymore because you said it is done. And your word is action. Uh, again, you know, I wrote all, all my little stuff down. Um, wrote my little prayer down, too, but I'm, like I said, I'm going to wait until uh, next But, you know, let's go ahead and, and do that if it so choose to. Again, that's between you and the Lord, whether or not you do the assignment. Right, but if you choose to do the assignment, like I got me a little notebook. Okay, so you might want to go ahead and just get the. You, you ain't got to be no fancy notebook. Just your regular, you know, three hole notebook or some paper or whatever, and just kind of write stuff down. So again, the assignment is write down all your fears, all your um, insecurities, things that are troubling you the most. And ask God to reveal his name to you in those areas. And then tell him that you're going to boast in it. You're going to boast in his name. Not a matter of if, but when he does it. And remember that key thing, waiting in prayer. Yeah, I've been praying to him to show me his name for a week. Keep praying, waiting in prayer. Wait for a while now, waiting in prayer. I'm boasting it. Like, oh, God, I'm not, I, I know it's there. The enemy got me over here thinking that you're not going to do it. But I know that's a lie. The pits of hell. So, so, Lord, I trust you. I believe in you. I'm confident that it's already done. So that is it uh, for this week's lesson. Um, hope that y'all got something from it. I know I did. Like I said, I felt Molly while Loki. That first one was like boom. Like who are you running to? Mm. You know why you going up there? Cause you don't know God like you say you do. Hey, <laughs> hey, hey, Arthur. Man, God do me like that. Hey. <laughs> And do me like that. All right. So let's go ahead and pray off. Oh, Lord God, I thank you once again for the day. I thank you for your grace and your mercy. Lord God, we pray that you will reveal your name to us in those areas, those problem areas, um, our fears, our doubts, our anxieties, uh, the things that are just weighing heavy on our mind, the things that we are terrified about, God. Um, I pray that you just continue to just reveal yourself to us in those areas, areas, teach us who you are in our lives in those areas. And, Lord, we know that it's already done, so we're just putting our trust, our confidence in you. We are tired of relying on things that fail us, things that are soon to fade away, because, Lord, you are forever. You're eternal. You have been with us before our beginning even started. So, oh, God, we put all our confidence and trust in you, and we thank you right now. We are not going to wait until it comes to pass because that is a lack of faith. We are trusting you, God, and we are thanking you for the things that you've done that you're going to do, for the blessings that are on the way, for the growth that is taking place right now. Lord God, thank you so much. I love you. I praise you. I give you all the glory and all the honor, God. In Jesus' name we pray, thank God, and amen. All right. Um, hope that you got some again. Hope you got some today. Uh, have a wonderful weekend, and hopefully, hope to hope y'all come by. I keep wanting to say hope I see y'all. I'm not going to see you. <laughs> Can't see you on the call. Um, hope that y'all come by next week. Take care and God bless. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just gonna circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.